I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Know someone who might be struggling with their mental health? You can help. As a listener of Sick Boy, you know that we've been having these types of combos forever now. You'll also know that sometimes we make mistakes. And that's okay. We're human. Supporting someone through struggle in their life isn't easy. It's an art, not a science. And we all make mistakes. That being said, we can do our best to prep by educating ourselves. And our friends over at Jack.org have created a resource for just that. Check out BeThere.org for more information. Oh, hi there, everybody. Jeremy here from Sick Boy Podcast. And a quick little show announcement uh, before before we throw it to this week's show. Uh, we are fast approaching our little west to east tour uh, where we're going to be hitting a few cities for some live shows and some recordings. Uh, all the info on tickets are at www.sickboypodcast.com slash shows. Uh, we have a show coming up uh, at the Rio Theater in Vancouver on September 23rd. There are still tickets left for that. And uh, there was a, a little uh, promo code that was going around. I think there was only 50 tickets for that promo code, but give it a shot. Uh, the promo code is SB Podcast, all one word, and the SBP are capital. Uh, then the next night over in Calgary at Sate, we are doing a show on the 24th. Uh, again, tickets still available. Come see it. It's going to be a fucking great show. Uh, we've got comedian Adam Delore. He's going to be our guest, and uh, he is a riot. And then a couple days later on the 27th in Toronto at the Monarch Tavern. Second time we'll be doing a show there. Uh, it's always a delight. It's a small place, but we're going to pack the hell out of it. And uh, there's actually only 10 tickets left. So if you want to come to the show in Toronto, make your move now. Don't wait. Don't snooze. Don't be that dummy that never acted quick enough and then inevitably messages us asking if there's extra tickets because there won't be. All right. Love you all. Hope you enjoy this week's episode and we'll see you soon. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast that talks about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Allison. She has neurofibromatosis. Let's talk about it. Well, we'll just get right into the swing of things. We're here in Vancouver. We're back one year later. We're back. And you know what? It is no less rainy than it was the last fucking time we were here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this. Oh, it doesn't matter. Because if even if this episode came out on Monday, we that's when the show is. Yeah. Well, this episode actually might be coming out uh, tomorrow. Well, if it does, then it's coming out in the morning. And we're doing a live show tonight. Yeah. So you can still get tickets. Here we're in Vancouver. We're, 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 let's maybe give a shout out for the link. But I. Well, the, oh, just the, go to sickboypodcast.com slash shows. You got it. Or you can just show. show up to the Rio Theater tonight at 730. That's right. Tickets will be sale, uh, on sale at the door. Which, if you're wondering, it's September 23rd. That's right. 
That's the date that it is right now. Like, if this comes out at another date, we're True. talking about September 23rd. Yeah, because yeah. if you are listening to this on Tuesday, September 24th, you uh, royally fucked up. Don't yeah. come to the yeah. Rio Theater tonight Dude, if actually, it's Tuesday. No, you know what? Go to the Rio. It might be great. Willow Smith was there a couple weeks ago. I'm sure you'll see something great. Tom Green was there last night. Oh, was he? Really? Yeah. Dude, when was the last time you listened to Tom Green? Oh my God. We're following Tom <laughs> Green on a stage? That is kind of cool. <laughs> Good job, guys. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Air fives. Well, you know what's even more exciting than Tom Green and Willow Smith and all that shit? Uh, we're sitting here, a long time coming, with our new friend, Allison. Hello. Hello. Um, this is this is really exciting because uh, the last time we were supposed to be, the last time we were here in Vancouver, mm-hmm. we were supposed to sit down and talk to you. Yeah. Um, and But then you got sick. I got really fucking sick. I got like the worst case of the flu. Yeah. And I think I was like... Stay away. Yeah. <laughs> I think the best yeah. call here is for you not to be anywhere near me. Yeah. Um, uh, probably for my own selfish reasons. But I think you actually called me and you were like, I don't think I should do this. Mm-hmm. Let's I, wait. Well, I don't know if it's that selfish, Jerry, because like, to be fair, like if somebody comes in here and they're sick and they get you sick, like sometimes that can really mess you up, right? It could. Yeah, that's right. I don't think I take that seriously enough. I, I know you don't. <laughs> I I do. I, I ask you, like if I'm sick, I usually run yeah, it by you're, you. And you're pretty say, good. I'll let you know. I, Taylor asked to drink my beer yesterday, and I, I said no. And there was a moment where I caught Taylor go, No, I didn't. F- no, yeah, I didn't. He went, Poof, scoff. <laughs> I said, literally scoff? went, scoff. Yeah, I <laughs> um, Allison, uh, I'm excited to talk to you about, uh, about so we're going to be talking about, uh, let, me, let me give it a shot yeah, here. Yeah. Neurofibromatosis. 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 Uh-huh. Type one. Type one. There's more than one type. There's three types. There's three types. Yeah. I don't think I know what neurofibromatosis is. I have no idea, is. but I know what fibrosis is, and I know what neuro is. Yeah, but fibrosis is not in the word neurofibromatosis. Oh, that's right, because mm-hmm. it's different. It, fibro, right. is, that, is that part of it? I don't know. Neurofibromat- uh, what is neurofibromatosis? My, my quick question, though, though mm-hmm. like I, I know we're going to get into that. But Something with the got, fibers of the brain. Remember when we uh, initially started the podcast and we had like the battle of the diseases? Yeah. <laughs> the yeah first, early, it was like the first few episodes. Early days, yeah. Uh, I'm curious if, um, is it, with neurofibromatosis, mm-hmm. is type 1, if type 1 got in the ring against like type 2 and type 3, would type 1 fuck it up? Like, is type 1 like... Who's the badass version of neurofibromatosis? Like, we're talking like, like we're talking like the worst one wins. Yeah, yeah. How yeah, can yeah. we answer that if we haven't even heard what neurofibromatosis is? Well, we're, we're we're wondering from Allison if she can tell us. I want her to tell us what it is in in context, as if it was a, a disease battle against the other type two types of neurofibromatosis. Right. Yeah. Also, before we get into this, I want to say something about the Rio Theater. Yeah, the Rio. Oh yeah. It's so fucking cool. Recently, I went to a burlesque Harry Potter themed show. That's that's cooler than Tom Green. That's cooler than us. (laughs) That's for sure. I can say that. As long as they're not dressed in Hogwarts robes, Uh, or as long as they are, (laughs) you know what I mean? Okay. Okay, So to answer your question, um, NF Type One being like the worst one would win in a battle. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Is actually probably the last, the least serious type of. Out of one, mm-hmm. two, and three. Right. So it's, it's type one, type two, and then type three. I don't even know how to pronounce it because it's not NF3. It's like some other, it has some other name. name. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's good, for, that's good mm-hmm. news for you mm-hmm. in terms of relative nature. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about, how about you give us a quick rundown in your own words of what neurofibromatosis is? So NF type one is a mutation on 
chromosome number 17, and that the part of the chromosome is on is to do with a protein, an amino acid protein called neurofibromin. Okay. And what neurofibromin and what that is is it is a protein that can regulate tumor growth in the body. Okay. And people ah. who have NF type 1, that small section of chromosome 17 is kind of unregulated and kind of fucky. So our bodies have this fun thing of spontaneously growing tumors. Oh, wow. We've actually met someone who has neurofibromatosis, and we talked to them on the podcast. Well, re- re- her name, yeah. Did we talk about it was that? A long t- yes, we did. It was a long time ago, and her name was Sarah, I believe. And she has all those inoperable facial oh, tumors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And she had a real, like, it was really. I wasn't there for that uh, one. Very visually apparent. Um, like, her face was covered in these, in these growths, these tumors. Mm-hmm. And actually, I actually went to university with a young woman who also has neurofibromatosis. And, it, and you just saying that brought that all back yeah. for me. So, so just to be, to like, just to <laughs> kind of get clear on that. Mm-hmm. So me not having fibromatosis Th- that that chroma that seventeenth chromosome for me is yeah. is basically is taking care of tumors that might grow. It's like or it's 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 sort of like stopping that from happening. Whereas with 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 someone with with NF one, it's not. It's just not. It's just letting tumors grow instead of stopping them. Essentially, I was trying to do. I've had this my whole life, and I don't even know the like. Nitty gritty scientific stuff. That's okay. You sounded pretty. You sounded yeah. pretty, uh, yeah. pretty on the yeah. money when you started talking about it. <laughs> so I was doing a bunch of research yesterday to try to figure like figure out how exactly I can explain this. But yeah, essentially, people with NF type one, that little section of the chromosome seventeen is just like fucky. Yeah. For a better way of saying it, and our bodies don't regulate that protein is like. Other people would, and the protein is not like norm, normal, quote unquote normal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as other people would. So then we have this unregulated tumor growth pretty much on like any possible nerve in the body. And so is that, is it, is it, um, is it a toss up whether those tumors are malignant or benign or are they? Usually they're benign. Yeah. But sometimes, rarely, they can become malignant. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm curious as to um, how you found out that you had this in your body. Okay. So, fun fact about me. I'm also a triplet. Oh, Whoa. no. Way. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Crazy. Uh-huh. Your mom's here right now. You, you had three, you pushed three babies out of you? At the same time? At the same time? Well, I didn't have to push them. I was cut open. And that, oh, makes, yeah. <laughs> that makes way more sense. I, I, she, you're not on a mic, but what was said there was that she didn't have to push them out. They just cut them out of the, out of the body. That makes way more sense than, uh, is that how, is that, is, did your, did your mom have to have a C-section? Yeah. She, yeah, she oh, did. Oh, because you were a twin, right? I yeah. am, yeah. yeah. And, and it, it's not always the case. Like you right. can, you can give natural birth to, uh, to twins. I don't know about triplets. Um, I imagine it's, yeah, it's possible. Uh, unusual, yeah. And, wonder- and that makes sense because imagine, like imagine oh a God. little like pretzel of babies inside of you. Like, I can't the- imagine one. <laughs> I wonder so what three the, is do, really. Do you tough. know what the, uh, what the, uh, the world record for the most natural births in at one time? Like, I, I don't know it off the John, top of my John head. John and Kate plus eight. <laughs> Did she, was that, uh, was that in one single birth? She, she didn't no, no, she didn't give, she doesn't have eight tuplets or whatever it's called like they have they have a couple sets of twins i think and maybe a set of triplets oh man anyways 
<laughs> it, it's a lot. No, no, we need to stay on this topic yeah. for a while. Yeah. Well, how much is it, Jer? Uh, six boys and two girls. Wow. Yeah. At, at the same time, yeah, naturally? Yeah, yeah. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Trying to keep us safe. It oh, wait, be. nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Cesarean section. No. Anyway. Yeah, All right. So coming back to what actually fucking matters here. Anyway, so yeah, I'm a triplet. So uh, there was three of us at the same time. And my parents, my siblings do not have neurofibromatosis. So my parents noticed that I was kind of developing differently and more slowly than my siblings. And was so this was a development thing. This wasn't like a, when you were born, they noticed like... You know, they notice, oh, she's covered in f- freckles or moles or, I mean, or some sort of like visual. Actually, yes, that too. Okay. So if you, obviously the listeners at home can't see, but for the people in the studio, you guys, I have all of these. Little like, they look like little brown spots. Yes, little brown yeah. spots mm-hmm. all, and I have these all over my body. And and different different from like a regular mole, but they, they look yeah. like, you know what they look like? They look like. Um, look like old bruises. Or yeah, or like, like your bruises. skin had coffee stains on them. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. They're called cafe au lait spots. Oh, fuck. oh whoa, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no shit. Oh, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're called cafe au lait spots. And kind of a If whole... I ever started a cafe, I'm calling it cafe au lait. <laughs> it's actually very nice. <laughs> um. And so, yeah, I have them. And the thing is, as you get older, you get more and more on your body. Okay. Interesting. Um, So were, was it three separate eggs of the triplets or were, so so there's no identical. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Um, So, and the hallmark is you have a lot of this fluckling and spots in your armpits and your groin. Okay. So So there's like like limb creases. Typically more spots in those areas. Yes. Oh, uh, interesting. My, oh. So my parents noticed that, mm-hmm. and they, they also noticed that. So another thing I have from NF is I'm actually totally entirely blind in my left eye. Oh, in your yes. left eye, and always have been. Pretty much, we don't know exactly when I lost the vision. Your left eye, left eye. Okay, yeah. so if you can, can you cover your right eye right now? Mm-hmm. How many fingers am I holding out? <laughs> she literally Brian just, said... Brian just really wants to test totally, it. Totally, completely, 100% blind. Like, people, the thing is, people always ask me, people, like, blindness is often a spectrum, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. And a lot of people don't understand that. And a lot of people think I may have some kind of, like, light perception or whatever, but... No, it's like 100% completely like fucking useless. Yeah, yeah I it, definitely didn't think it's, that. It's very fascinating because your your eye looks completely normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I, the other day I was having breakfast at a at a hotel and I looked across and I was uh, I was I would say I was like 25 feet from this gentleman and I could tell from there I was like that guy's got a glass eye. I knew for sure he Whoa, had a really? prostate. Really? Yeah, I find it pretty tough. It was 100% I could tell cuz I was I was by myself and I was hardcore people watching and I watched this guy very intently for a while. I don't think he noticed. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> well, he didn't if one of his eyes was closed and it was a glass eye that was open. But I could tell from there, like, it looked like, it just, it, I was like, that's not a, that's not a real eyeball. Uh-huh. Your eye looks, it, you know, it doesn't have, well, like, hers isn't glass. <laughs> no, well, yeah, of course, but also, but also on top of that, it's like, there's no, it's the exact same color yeah. as your other eye. Yeah. There's no, like, like, so that sort of gloss. If you, if you look closely, my left eye is bulkier. Then oh, my right eye. Okay, yeah. So again, this is not very great for people listening. Yeah. But you know. use your imaginations, folks. <laughs> um. So yeah, I my parents noticed that my eye just wasn't like reacting. Yeah. yeah, and I was just kind of a physically weaker baby than my siblings. I don't right. really know another way to say that. Like mm-hmm. delayed, like to crawl and walk yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Delayed to crawl and walk and like motor functions. So another hallmark of 
um, NF is muscle weakness. Mm. So, and a bigger tongue and a bigger head. Oh, whoa, interesting. Yeah. So my parents were like, oh, baby looks kind of funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did our baby just get stung by a bee on the inside the mouth? What's going on here? <laughs> got a very fat tongue. Um, yeah, so fat tongue, bigger head. It just sounds like the cutest baby in the world. <laughs> it's like, can't really get up well, you know, it's like a big old and bobbly my, head. And my eye was kind of lazy and it wasn't, my right. left eye didn't track properly. Right, essentially. right, right. Um, and also, my dad is a doctor. That would okay. probably also yeah. help a lot. Yeah. You know, he would yeah. probably just look at you and go, "I am a doctor. She has NF one." <laughs> um, You'd be surprised, though. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, another thing is that everyone in my family, my aunties, and my mom and my dad, still all tease me about this to this day. I was a very pukey baby. Oh God! Yeah. Oh yeah! All right. And I don't say that lightly. And to this point that I would puke up every first feeding. Oh, wow. Oh, my so God. So my mom always jokes like it was like having quads. Because it was like I was like producing the laundry of two babies. Oh, my God. And like Lord. the work of two babies for like feeding wise. Yeah. I was sitting here for a moment imagining how adorable you would have been as a baby. And now all of that has been erased. My nephew puked on me like the other week, and I just I to, I gave him to Natasha, and I said, "I don't ever want to hold him again. You take this away from me." <laughs> did that follow you? Did that follow you? Like, did you? Are you? Uh, are you prone to? Are you prone yeah, you to puking still, now? You puking right now? First first feed of the day. And just, <laughs> yeah. I always throw up breakfast. Rifle it up, and you're like, "Thank God, we I ate early before I showed up for this recording." <laughs> no, but I still, my family members still tell stories of how I puked on them in really unfortunate yeah. situations. That's really One of funny. my aunts does not let me live this down. Apparently one time she was wearing like a really nice silk dress and she <laughs> fed me and I puked over the entire thing. Oh, and everyone knows puke yeah. does not come out of silk. That is that is a really, a really interesting dynamic to your story is the fact that you were a triplet. Mm-hmm. Like, I can I can only imagine that as a, a parent, it would be challenging to um, negotiate, like uh, or navigate the um, the early years of of uh, raising a kid <laughs> mm-hmm. who is living with some type of disease, mm-hmm. whether you know what it is or not, and and then also having two other babies at the same time. Yeah, as a set of triplets, were was do you have any older siblings or were mm, you guys just the first? The three of us. Okay. Yeah. Well, my parents I imagine had that three that would be... at once, and like that's enough. Yeah, my, my my parents had two, and they were like, "That's enough." So yeah. I can only imagine what it'd be like to have three at the same time. How quickly did? How quickly after you were born did they know that you had the, this condition? Or about a year. So at that point, so I was I'm 25 now. So I was mm-hmm. born in 94. At that point, there was no blood test there is now like you can do genetic testing to get the diagnosis back mm-hmm. then it was just you had to fit like enough of a characteristics off a list and they're like yeah you have nf right so i was like i had the like the freckling in my groin my armpits like the big head the big tongue is the is the groin and armpits thing i know that there are like large bundles of nerves that run through that run through your, mm-hmm. both your armpits and your groin like your femoral nerves and mm-hmm. i don't know what they're called in your armpits is that mm-hmm. why you get them there because of the nerve I have no idea. Because I, I, you mentioned before that there was something to do with, you mentioned the tumors in relation to your ner- to where nerves go. Mm-hmm. I actually have no idea. I, that's a very good question, but I actually don't know okay. the answer to that. So, and in it, so it sounds like, obviously, um, 
you have like these this uh, inhibited strength, uh, mm-hmm. delayed development. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when they f- when they determine that you have NF type one, mm-hmm. is there anything that they say to your parents like, oh, your your uh, child is gonna you know have to. Um, is there like, is like, there like life shortened, short, like life expectancy shortened? Is it a short, li- shorter life expectancy? Or like Why other challenges that, so in terms of the life expectancy, technically no. Okay. But. Okay. The but <laughs> is if you have a tumor that grows in a place. That in a bad take, place. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. Right. Um, and so then back to the eye thing, cause that's something I really want to touch on cause that's really important. Mm-hmm. So I had a, Bunch of surgeries on my eye at like a very young age. Like how young? To like, try and repair it. Between sort of? yeah, between toddler age to around like four or five. Wow. And, and, th- and this is this is the, the eye thing is directly as a result of the NF one. Correct, because okay. I had a tumor, an NF tumor. Holy moly! Grow on my left optic nerve, and essentially, oh. why my eye was like bulging out and being all like lazy eye right. is the tumor was like inhibiting it. Right. And I actually that's what caused me to lost all my vision. So I had a bunch of surgeries, one to like take out the tumor and then one to realign it and then one to like, quote unquote, like debulk it. Right. To like mm-hmm. make the eye kind of look more normal. Why do I hate that phrase? Debulk. That term, debulk. I've I, never heard that term in any way that has made me go, yeah, that, that word makes me comfortable. Dude, see, the op- I feel the debulk. opposite about it Ugh. because I feel like debulking is something that's positive. Like when, you know, you need to be debulked uh, if you have if yeah. you have a tumor or something like that. Yeah, like totally. Like, it, like Brian it, got so swole up over the past year and now he's, de- he's debulking right now. <laughs> it just, it, the thought of it makes me queasy. You know, it, I'm sure it's, yeah, it's a good thing, but like. It's like, uh, yeah, debulking. It's it's almost like, you know, when people say they don't like the word moist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Debulk gives me that same kind of like. I, I guess the question I was trying to ask is like, mm-hmm. it, other than being inhibited in these these certain ways, yeah. like, is there anything that's like, there the doctors are saying like, oh, your child is going to live a drastically different life because of of NF? NF type one. So the thing about NF is you can't predict it. I mean, I, like everything you've said so far, and when you asked that question, Bri, the thing that ran through my head was, it must be completely different with everyone. Like, yeah. like I'm assuming that, kind of like CF, like everyone who has CF mm-hmm. is like, all right, well, I have CF, and we all know kind of, we as the CF people, we all yeah. know what it means to have CF and what will come with that. Yeah. But everyone who has it goes through such a wildly, drastically different, mm-hmm. ex- like different experience, right? And so I feel like it's yeah. probably very similar with yeah. NF, and and not to diminish like the challenges that mm-hmm. obviously you're facing straight mm-hmm. out of like like early on in in life, mm-hmm. but like I guess, and I guess now I'm understanding to the extent that like you basically could have a tumor grow in like all sorts of fucky places yeah. where yeah. like you're all of a sudden you have a whole set of new problems that you're just going to have to Which is something we're going to touch on later. Mm. Okay. That's mm-hmm. like happened to me this okay. summer. What was the what was the most challenging thing in, in your early life to deal with as a result of NF type 1? I think I had a really difficult time making friends. So my siblings mm. and I were homeschooled. Um, so a lot of it was just the three of us at home fighting all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, because another thing about NF <coughs> is... Almost all people with NF have some kind of learning disabilities. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's another huge hallmark of NF is learning disabilities. So dyslexia. Um, so I have learning disabilities, and that's my brother also has learning disabilities. What do like uh, do you do you know? 
do you have like a are, are your learning disabilities like categorized like do you have certain types or or is it like I have dyslexia and I've had troubles like it's, learning or, or it's pretty, it is some form of dyslexia mm-hmm. and also like I'm awful at math. Me too. And but I, see, I know a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm awful at math." No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not. I'm not like throwing it out there. Like yeah. I, I had a, I struggled. I had a tutor all three years in high school. Yeah. And and worked my ass off and and still like couldn't do it. Yeah. So like yeah. I, I might have like calculexa or whatever yeah. the fuck it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's inter- it's interesting because your like your vocabulary and the way you articulate yourself, um, it sounds quite intelligent. Um, and it's it seems like you. I was going to ask earlier if if NF has any like types of if it affects the like mental capacity at all. Mm-hmm. But I was like, don't ask that fucking question. She's clearly <laughs> fucking like nailing it. Like I mean, we're I having think, a perfect conversation here. I think the thing is though, like I've worked really, really hard. That's the question I have I'm to ask. work right really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't like just a lot of stuff, especially with like in university. I, you know, like, brag, you know, humble brag a little, but, like, I graduated pretty much at the top of my class with, like, a high A- minus average. I always complain it was, like, half a percentage point off graduating with an A average. So, like, that's my, like... With a learning I mean, disability? And, and then, yeah. like, you. Well, this is... I, I, well, what I'm wondering about about learning disabilities, like, just in, in general, um, is it something, like, you know, if you have a learning disability in math, for example, mm-hmm. it's, like, and that... I, I'm I'm making the assumption I don't know much about learning mm-hmm. disabilities as a whole, but does that just basically inform the way the the things that you eventually become interested in? Like, oh, I, like I have a learning disability in math, so you know I'm more likely to 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 pursue like an education in in like in like jur- arts, journalism right? and yeah. the I arts think, or whatever so, or something yeah, like that. You know? like I- where some where like you might not be affected in any way, shape, or form. And I'm assuming there are many. I'm sure like is how a disability. Uh, a learning disability works. Does it really just like really affect this this sort of like narrow piece of your learning, and everything else is unaffected? Or I don't I don't think so. So like I've always really struggled with math and science, and part of so I went to the University of British Columbia UBC mm-hmm. here in Vancouver, and I did an arts degree um, in women and gender studies, um, and. Part of the requirement for an arts degree is you have to take two science classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, really struggled with that. And Which classes did you choose? One on natural disasters. Yeah, nice. Which is fucking terrifying because yeah. I'm fucking t- I'm terrified of earthquakes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did one on nutrition. And I hated that class. But right. And I actually took a bunch of classes in between that I dropped because I was like, I just, I am trying so hard to like try to understand this material but i just can't mm-hmm. interesting coming from the person who was like at the start of this conversation was like oh yeah so i researched uh, nf type one yesterday and here's the technical summary yeah, of what yeah, it's all yeah. about and just like yeah. rattled off all of these like yeah. long do you coming, words and shit coming back to mm-hmm. uh you you'd mentioned that socially it was a bit tough for you like mm-hmm. ma- making friends yeah do you think that the the learning disability side of things played a role within that no i don't it was I had quite a severe speech impediment as a child. Mm. And, like, right now, I know I'm on a podcast, so I'm, like, working really, really hard to make my speech really clear. Um, And I still struggle with speech impediment at some points. 
And I think kids are just little assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, definitely. And that's the thing. I talked funny. I kind of, I wasn't as physically able to keep up with the other kids mm-hmm. at all. In our home, we had a homeschool group. Um, like a group of other, of, of of other, group of other yeah. kids. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Is that how is that how homeschooled kids get socialized? Like socialized as opposed so. to being at a school with you I've know tons of other that. people. Yeah. So actually, my mom started a homeschool group, and we had a bunch oh. of homeschool kids. We would hang out like once a week, and like do project reports for each other, and like do science experiments. That's and stuff. <laughs> That's cool. Um, but like, I had some friends, but I always noticed that like my siblings had a way easier time making friends. And my siblings were the one who got invited to go over to friends' houses for right. dinner on, like, Friday nights and stuff. And I always, I never really had that. Right. So is your is your speech impediment a result of, like, uh, tumor growth in your in your mouth or something like that? Or is, it, is the swollen tongue the just, The swollen like- tongue, the big tongue, and the muscle weakness. So a tongue uh, right, is a okay. muscle. Right. Can we so- see your tongue? Do you have, a, like, a really, do you have a really big tongue now? <laughs> It's it looks, like the most petite little tongue. It looks tongue. pretty normal. Yeah, it, looks, it looks like it a looks, pretty normal sized tongue. Super normal. <laughs> hey guys, but I mean, you know what? The tongue isn't just here. The, the root of the tongue goes way back yeah. down in here. That's right. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so yeah, I had a really an, honestly, and then for high school, I went to an alternative high school, and I had a really difficult time making friends there as well. So honestly, I say, I really think I've only really made true, genuine friends at university. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where it's common for a lot of people, though, in the way that in the way that you like create childhood friends. But then, like, it's really common for those people, for those friends to sort of grow apart. But I didn't really even have that many friends at all until university. How how did you find that um, the the challenge of making friends? Did you find that that affected your your mental health? I think so. Yeah. And it's interesting. I never felt that different. And I, I just kind of. Other people saw me as different. Yeah, and, you that's know? Frust- fucking frustrating. Mm-hmm. One thing I, I'm curious to know is, so mm-hmm. you know, we've we've talked about how NF um, there as a result of NF, there's these tumor growths throughout mm-hmm. the body. Um, when you were when you were growing up, mm-hmm. from basically you know from your birth to to university, yeah, did you go through any periods of time where? These tumor growths um, uh, were present and like became like a pretty serious issue. Yes. So um, the eye tumors when right. I was a baby. Okay. And then I had a brain tumor as a child. Oh wow! Oh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, so, how the f- what the fuck do they do about that? So, how old was I, mom? To my mom's off oh my God. too. That must have been I was so two scary. Years old. Yeah. For your, I mean, you obviously didn't know, but I'm yeah. sure it was terrifying for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the thing about NF is it's just not really that researched. And so the thing is, I'm actually going to pull a fun fact out of my pocket. Yeah, sweet. Um, it's a my chronic disease is more common than your chronic disease. Chronic disease, Jeremy. NF NF is more common than cystic fibrosis. Cystic fibrosis. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's Whoa. Crazy. crazy. Is it genetic? It, it so is genetic, isn't it? It is genetic and or mutation. Uh, so uh, it's genetic if one of your parents has it, and then you have a if you have a child, your child has a fifty percent chance of d- inheriting NF. Yeah, okay. But for me it was a mutation. Okay. So yeah. you guys so you you and your husband didn't carry the gene. Right. My mom says correct. Wow. Um so <laughs> NF is about different like 
different variables and those different like things say um excuse me so those different like if you're looking at the how often it happens different information says different things but on average it's about one in around three thousand people are born with nf type one. Oh yeah well jeremy i was like doing this research last night and about i think cf about cf yeah. yeah and it's about one in thirty six hundred I think with CF. Right. So okay, CF, CF's like campaigns like Shinerama to raise money and things like that. They're just better at marketing. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, well the, so the thing about NF is a lot of people who have NF don't really have any symptoms. Right. So they carry okay. the gene and they may have oh, like really? half of spots and like they have NF, but like that's it. So the, the girl that I went to university with, yeah. um, you would never have known yeah. that she had NF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was, actually, actually, I only found out that she had it after she came out and told me after we started this podcast. She said well, an email and was like, hey, by the way, like I have NF. Well, I'm assuming like, you know, so I'm, I'm making an assumption about the way that your, the issues that you have with your left eye are mm-hmm. a, a result of a tumor that had to be removed. Yeah. So if like, if you just didn't, if you had NF, but you didn't get tumors on any spots where they had to remove it. And as a result of removing it, you know, messed something else up in your body, yeah. then you might not ever know because I mean, the tumors just didn't. Probably we were since my dad is a doctor and I have like the physical characteristics, characteristics, mm. people with, else, with NF also are very short, mm-hmm. oh, which really? is very apparent in my family. How tall are you? I am four foot 11. That is fucking short. You're four 11? Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. even notice when you came in. Yeah. yeah my, my mom's four ten, so maybe that's why I didn't notice. My, <laughs> I can, I can't, like to compare to my siblings. My sister is like five, a tall five foot eight or five foot nine. Uh, I'm a tall, tall five foot eight. Yeah. My okay. brother is six foot three. Whoa, oh, wow, really? that's a huge so, like, difference. I massive gap. I <laughs> jokingly call myself the rent of the litter. Yeah. And like if me and my siblings <laughs> are standing in a row, my sister can place her head so cute. on like her chin on my head, and then my brother can place his chin on her head. Yeah, your brother <laughs> so can literally do a forward fold and just bit, just sandwich the two of you. <laughs> wow, that, so, is, yeah, that is a massive of, that's gap. That's another apparent difference. So, and then like my people in my family are all very, very tall. I'm very short. Mm-hmm. I have like the big head, the big tongue. Like, So I think like even if I didn't have all these tumors, probably would get some kind of diagnosis. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so coming back to the, the brain tumor, yeah, yeah. That, what did they do? Did they, did they have to cut you open and go in there and, so, and fun debulk fact that about bitch these or what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> fun fact about it. these tumors is that they can shrink on their own. Whoa, really? Wow. Yeah. So They're just happened, a fad tumor. <laughs> yeah. What happened was I was two and all the doctors got really, really concerned because obviously when you have a two-year-old with a giant brain tumor, yeah. that's really fucking concerning. That's yeah. not good at all. And they were talking about the possibility of chemotherapy, but my parents were like, oh. holy fuck, we have yeah. a two-year-old child. We have, all, we have two other children at home. Mm. This is a huge decision to make. Yeah. So... They waited and they were consulting lots of doctors in other places to get the best option. And then they realized, okay, chemotherapy is going to be the best option. But they requested another scan just before, just to have like a comparative data, whatever. Yeah. And the tumor right had begun to shrink. Wow. Wow. Is that, then, unique to, is that unique to to NF or is it that the tumor I, shrinks? Or? I believe so. So, I mean, I, I don't think other kinds of tumors can shrink, but NF wow. tumors can shrink. That's wild. And then by the time it Very was cool. 12, I was 12, it was like completely gone. And it wasn't showing up in any MRIs. Whoa, crazy. Yeah. That's wild. And like, I think I kind of want to talk about growing up with NF, you know, 
I had to go to the hospital a lot. Yeah. But being a triplet, I was like, this is great. I can have my mom and dad's attention all, all to myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So in a way, going to the hospital, like, I had to have MRIs a lot. But I remember, like, I got to go to the hospital, got to have both of my parents with me. Like, the anesthetic wasn't that fun. Yeah. Like, the thing with the MRIs, you have to, like, be super, super still. So they give young kids anesthetic. Oh, really? Yes. Whoa. They didn't do that with you, obviously, right? When? You, you just had an MRI. Uh, when you get an MRI, she said that they, they get, were, you, were yeah. you just sleeping? What happened? <laughs> no, I didn't have any. I didn't, no, so I didn't have any. This is for kids. Like, yeah, for, but for so kids, kids, just to kids. make yeah. sure that they're not squirming. I had an aesthetic yeah. in my hip because they put dye in it. But right. And then I got to get like a popsicle after the MRI. That's the best part. Every yeah. time I would go to the I didn't get IWK. a fucking popsicle. What the fuck? Yeah. Dude, I usually, when, I'm, give me a, a pop, when uh, I'm just driving by the hospital, I usually just go in for a minute and go to the desk and say, hey, can I have a popsicle? And they give me a popsicle <laughs> and then I leave. You go you go in, you go, hey, I just finished my MRI. Where's my popsicle? But it's, 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 it's so funny because like, you, you know those like MRIs orange and grape icy pops? I don't know. Uh, sorry. The like orange or gray yeah, yeah, yeah. icy pops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those like bring me back to my childhood. MRI days. Yeah. And MRI days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those, the glory days, really. Yeah. And another, <laughs> I guess another thing. I have a funny story to tell Isn't you. there radiation in MRIs? Yeah. yeah. In, what no, if, there's not. Is there, uh, magnetic there? resonance imaging. Oh, right. We, we went over this the other day. That CT. CT is radiation. And, yeah. and, and pets. Right, right. Sick Boy Podcast will be right back after this very short break. Porn, Satan, drugs, therapy. It's not just the list of what I'm up to this weekend. I'm comedian Kiki Anderson, and those are just a handful of the taboo topics I've poked and prodded at so far on my podcast, Indecent, the show where we peel at the wallpaper of polite society. Each episode digs into the dark underbelly of our culture to dissect the things we aren't allowed to talk about around the dinner table. Featuring conversations with comedians, activists, journalists, academics, they all help me figure out the who, what, and why behind what is and isn't acceptable behavior. Indecent with Kiki Anderson, where NSFW meets LMAO. I don't know, like, there was challenges, right? And I was very different from my siblings. I was developing way slower. But also, I developed little ways to get around that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My mom tells the story. I don't know if this happened, like, once or more than once. But my brother was a little shithead. Um, and <laughs> so was my sister. <laughs> in the house we grew up in, you could, like, run full circles around the house. Like, all the rooms were connected. Mm-hmm. And I would just be sitting in the living room, like, playing with my toys, minding my business. He would come around, pick up my toy from out of my hand, and then do a laugh around the house. <laughs> and then one time, I was like, I'm sick of your bullshit. And the next time he came around, I like reached up and I pulled him down by his collar. <laughs> That's really funny. Because I was like, and I wasn't strong enough. Yeah, very hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't strong enough. And then he got yeah. all the attention because he was in a coma for six years. <laughs> I wasn't strong enough to, you know, like run after him. So yeah, I was so like, you just grabbed him. Yeah, yeah. You're like one of those, um, one of those uh, soldiers in those foxholes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no. I you know what I'm know. talking about? I do not. You know what I, mean? I do not know what you Actually, mean. Actually, you know, a quick little uh, little side note here. Uh, those, uh, the, you know. Have we you don't seen, do side notes yeah, here. Have you ever seen those little cuffs that they that uh, that the army soldiers in like World War II would wear around their, cuffs? their boots? Yeah, they, they wear these like cuffs around their boots, around the ankles. Mm. They were meant to be there so that they couldn't grab onto their pants and haul off on their pants and pull them down if they were walking by a foxhole. 
Really? What? 100%. I feel like that gives them something to grab on to. What yeah. a great piece of information to carry forward. Yep, you're all I welcome. feel so much smarter. Um, so, so how old are you now? 25. 25. Yeah. You, so, you know, we were coming in here last year, about a year ago in October, to talk to you, and yeah. you got the flu. Oh, right, yeah. And so we, yeah. we, had to, we had to shut that down. Yeah. But we knew we were going to do this again. Yeah. And then I call, I think I called you like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, hey, we're yeah. coming to town. And you were like, Jeremy, let me tell you. Uh, we can talk about my neurofibromatosis, but also yeah. I've been through a whole bunch of other shit in the last year. Yeah. Last summer, actually, this summer. This past summer. So yeah. what, what, what did you go through? What, what went down? Um, I got another brain tumor. Whoa. And I had to go through six weeks of radiation therapy. Oh, fuck. Whoa. Yeah. So they're not like... Just shrink it. This was NF tumor. Uh-huh. But was it, but, was it benign? Yeah. Or, and, but they're not just like... All right, you know you've had one of these before. It shrank on its own. You know, <coughs> radiation. This was a different new tumor. It, I I know it was a yeah. different new one, but yeah, like, yeah. but they're not. They don't consider the fact that it could shrink, like the one before did, or no. It's it's they, just like that's they, not an option. They could, but because of the placement of the tumor, pretty much on my cerebellum, right in my brain stem, they were like. This is serious. We yeah. have to. Whoa. So can I, I guess I kind of tell the story of how everything happened. Yeah, and how I got go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I have, for a while, I was on like like an MRI schedule, and it was pretty much every three years. So I had one in January 2016. Everything was fine. And then I had one this year of January, the beginning of this new year, January, January 2019, and something showed up on the scan. Mm. And they were, it was the, the tumor on my cerebellum, a cerebellum peduncle, um, NF tumor. And at that point, it was relatively small, but they were kind of like, we're going to watch and wait mm-hmm. and kind of see what happens. Because obviously, NF tumors shrink and they don't want to be like, oh my God, we have to do something. Yeah, be a little bit too hasty mm-hmm. with it. Do, mm-hmm. do, do they do they get you on a, on a, I'm assuming that you come in for MRIs like really mm-hmm. regularly then. So then they're like, okay, we're going to, my doctor's neurologist were like, okay, we're going to do from a three year schedule to a three month schedule. So yeah. they really want to monitor this. Yeah. They want to make sure if this thing is yeah. growing or shrinking, we got to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Because it's been yeah. three years since you've been in here. Since yeah. we've done this before, and yeah. in that three years, it could have, it could have already come and be be on its way out, yeah. or it could just be getting here and getting worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and obviously, that's extremely anxiety inducing. No Absolutely. shit. Yeah, for and sure. the kind of interesting thing about this tumor is where it's located on the cerebellum. The main symptoms I was told to like pay attention to was like. Dizziness, lightheadedness, balance, kind of cognitive fuzziness. Mm. But the interesting thing is I have a good old anxiety disorder. (laughs) And some of my symptoms... I'm always dizzy. I'm always... Exactly. That's exactly it. My symptoms of my anxiety are the symptoms of the tumor. Right, 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 right. right. That's challenging. It's really fucking challenging because I was obviously... You know what? I was... 24 was before my 25th, 25th birthday. I was 24 at the time. You know, I graduated university. I was just like beginning my career. Um, and this like giant fucking thing happened. So obviously that's going to send me into a panic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it was really difficult to kind of balance what is the anxiety, what is the tumor. 
So from um, January to, I guess, May-ish, March-ish, um, May, um, like, I just kind of went about my normal life with, like, heightened anxiety and a little bit of heightened dizziness, but, you know. But other than that, you weren't, you know, like, you weren't losing your balance <laughs> in the middle of the day. You weren't sort of, like, slouching or, like, just kind of, you know, losing sense of, like, your motor skills. No. Hmm. Um, and then in May, we went, I went for another MRI. And at this point, I had been referred to the BC Cancer Agency which is the cancer hospital in Vancouver. Mm. So even though the tumor is not cancerous, okay. yeah. Even though the tumor is not cancerous, it's um it's still in that in that in that realm. Field, yeah. And essentially my neurologist here specializes more in headaches. Okay. than anything else. And she was like I want to refer you to someone else who knows more than me. Um so that happened and the thing is they have all the specialized Equipment and specialized care, they're in like a full extensive care team. Right. Um, so in May, we, I had my MRI. So in January, I had my MRI at VGH, which is the like VGH Vancouver General Hospital. And then in May, I had my MRI at the Cancer Hospital. And we go, the, they do the MRI and the doctor's appointment in the same day, usually, which is great. Because you don't have to have like the week of waiting and anxiety. Yeah. And we go into the appointment and the doctor's like, this is no shade to my doctor. My doctor's amazing and he's fantastic. But essentially he's like, so we think the tumor has grown, but we don't know. Well, wait, why would Isn't they Isn't that know? why the MRI? What, how do they not what know? What are you seeing? Yeah. Are you seeing and, growth or not? It's and, right. And, but the thing is, we're like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? But the thing is, because the scans were done on two different machines, they're like, the machines are slightly different. Ah. So we don't know. Was it was right. it that there there wasn't um, obvious obvious enough growth, and that's why the two machines the difference is it can't measure like minute differences, or or they're they're incomparable, they're or is incomparable. it that it's, okay? So because they're done maybe from slightly different angles, and yada 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 yada, uh, right. it's right. difficult. So, so it's not like one's the dollar store machine yeah. and the other's the Mac product. Yeah, it's this both. <laughs> 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 it's good. I mean, like, Imagine there was a, like, yeah. a, a we had, one we hospital. This, we got this secondhand MRI machine that's come in from. This uh, one only costs one point five million dollars. <laughs> this one is ten million. I mean, they're probably worth billions of dollars. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. that's they're very expensive. That shit's expensive. <laughs> um, so at that point, I was still mostly feeling okay, and I was heightened anxiety. So the symptoms of my anxiety, which are dizziness and wooziness, which should be the same of the tumor. So we talked about. It. I think my dad was with me at that appointment. And we talked about it with the neurologist. And again, he's like, this is nothing I'm too concerned about right now. I want to do another scan in August. Um, and if there's growth then, that's when we talk about a treatment plan. Right. So obviously that shit made me even more anxious. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and so then that was like beginning of May. And then May long weekend here which is like the last weekend in May, I got some real bad food poisoning. Um, and oh. I was like sick in bed for a couple of days. And then I wasn't getting better. So I, mm. the, the gastrointestinal, the GI stuff was gone. Mm -hmm. But I was really tired, feeling really physically weak, 
really dizzy, really woozy, had lots of headaches. Shit, I, I've been kind of in like the same situation the last couple of weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had yeah, some. Uh, you just ate a bunch of shitty food in Costa Rica. I picked something up. Yeah, yeah I, ate, I ate a bunch of good food. But you know what the big difference though is between these two these two stories? I don't have NF. Uh, yeah, and you don't have a tumor on your brain. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the thing is, and again, I was like. In the back of my head. Hold on, let's talk to Brian a little bit more about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Go ahead. And in the back of my head, I was like, I kind of knew it was the yeah. chemo. Guys, I was just yeah. empathizing, okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. I knew it was the tumor, but yeah. I didn't I didn't want to admit it because I was like too scary, you know? So I kind of was just like going about my life really fucking struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, were you, like, you know, were you, were you communicating this to anyone? Yeah. Like, yeah, like my parents. You, your parents knew like yeah. you weren't getting better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. D- did your parents have any sense that like, oh, well, clearly Allison's not doing well and this is likely the two I think we probably all thought that, but we didn't want to, we didn't want to admit that and we didn't yeah. want to think that. Right. So I was talking, I talked to my parents about it a lot because I just wasn't feeling better and we kind of like, oh, it was probably just combination of anxiety and just like taking a long time to recoup from the food poisoning. But it just it got to the point where it just like was not getting yeah. better. And I was just like, and again, we thought it's probably just anxiety and it's probably just me because I am a very extremely anxious human. At what point um, did you did, did that sort of mentality switch where, um, where probably, you went from the denial to going, all right, we got to do something? Probably, so May long weekend, so like last weekend in May, probably like like couple days into the month of June. So it didn't take long. Oh, when yeah. it, okay, so mom just that said when too. you started walking with a cane, that's when yeah. shit got real. <laughs> I mean, that's... That's that too. Yeah, that's a, that would definitely yeah. make... That would make... Yeah. Is that just because you were feeling weak? Yeah, so kind of everything just happened at the same time, and honestly, like... My mom's here because the summer's been such a blur, so yeah, I kind of yeah. need a fact check in the <laughs> yeah. background. Just, yeah. just, uh, just side note: you mentioned May long weekend. Can you yeah. drink? Do you drink alcohol at all? Yeah, but I don't think I was okay. at that point because I was like, Oof. I wasn't assuming that yeah. you that yeah. you were <laughs> just getting drunk that weekend or something. But I was just curious, like if you if I you don't can. think I drank. I even had maybe if I had any alcohol that weekend, it would have been like one or two drinks. I'm not. I have a drink. I'm like, I'm petite. I'm four foot 11, yeah. like 110 pounds soaking mm. wet. My mom drinks like a glass and a half of wine and she's basically <laughs> done for three days. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my mom in the background said she started walking with a cane. Yeah. yeah. And again, I was like, I'm just tired. I'm just weak. Whatever. The food poisoning kicked it out of me. <laughs> Denial. Um, so then I think it was like June 12th or something or 11th. My dad and I went to go see my neurologist at the BC Cancer Hospital. And again, I remember I was feeling awful that day. Mm. So my dad like picked me up from my apartment and like um, we went to the appointment together. And in the car, I was like, like what do you think the doctor is going to say? And we're both like, it's probably nothing. Again, denial. Um, and then so, what did the doctor say? And then the doctor <laughs> said that um, I would need to start six weeks of radiation therapy as soon as possible. That's the opposite Whoa. of nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, kind, that's of like kind of like the, not what you were yeah. hoping. Uh, and radiation, radiation is interesting because I think we've, we've covered radiation a number of times, in particular radiation of the brain. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, 
correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but was your experience where you sit down in a room and they kind of like they put a little like like a little pen like dot on your head and you wear this weird fucking head you have mask. To I brought the mask with you, me. You did? You guys, oh, yeah. Sweet. Oh, fuck yeah. Can we see it? Yeah. Yo, so, whip it out. I want to see that. Can we so, put it on? <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, it's actually painted. So yeah. when, after I finished my radiation. Yo, bro, also, get this on social. Also, side note, today is a very fantastic day because today I'm exactly one month out of radiation therapy. Hey, oh, congrats. Yeah, Holy right. shit. That's that, that recently, yeah. too. That's yeah. Whoa, crazy. dude. Look at this. It looks like a... F- Whoa, dude, this looks crazy. This thing fucking crazy. This thing does look like something out of a science fiction. It's like I'm Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Ask. Yo, whip whip those headphones off and chuck that thing on. I want to fucking see this on your head. It looks like um did you guys ever watch the movie um uh uh Under the Skin with uh, Scarlett Johansson? And then nope. It's this weird alien movie, but this looks like something out of that. Again, this is not great for the people listening, but it has... Don't worry, it's going on straight on Instagram. So So for people who who can't see this, it's just like... And it has a giant mask, and it also has a... Inside the mask, it has a little lip that I actually put in my mouth and bite on. And is this is this technically molded to like to it's your face? It's molded exactly to my face. So when they right. made it, I went into this room and I lie down on I lie down on this bed and they get all the material in strips, right. like put it in warm water and then mold it to my face. Then I have to stay there for like twenty minutes for right. it to. So for people who can't put see this it, on in a really long time, this it, is weird. It sort of looks like a like a a, a weirdly shaped <laughs> hockey Whoa. like old school. Um, goalie mask. So you wear this oh while if you're someone, getting the radiation. If someone walked into my fucking house wearing that, I would immediately regret not Wait. being a, like a gun owner and like supporting gun rights. <laughs> Sorry, can you put that right uh, back on for one second? I just want to get yeah, an actual yeah. picture. That thing is fucking crazy, scary looking. Man, it is terrifying. So did you, you should definitely wear that this coming it? Halloween. No, the doctors paint it that way. <laughs> Wait, uh, just gonna grab one. <laughs> You know, what's funny about this is that it's very colorful, so it looks very pleasant and fun, but at the same time, it's Whoa. it's a memory of getting radiation for a tumor. So the thing yeah. is... So, like, is that, yeah. in- is that intense for you to put that on? In- it's kind yeah. of intense. I haven't probably... Yeah, I haven't had that on in, like, a month, I guess. Can I, can I see it for a second? Yeah. Can I hold it? Um, so the there- it's painted because a couple weekends ago, I had a big party at my apartment with, like, all of my friends, and I invited oh. everyone to come over and, like paint the mask with me. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, um, so now I'm looking at it. It's uh, Obviously, it's covered in, in beautiful paint, mm-hmm. but there's also two spots that really stick out to me. Yeah. Um, and they're on basically where like almost where the temple would be. Do you see like the And it's tapes? like a little, yeah. it's it's a piece of tape with a little bullseye yeah. and a cross so on both sides. There's probably a couple other spots on the mask. You can't really see, but there's more, Jeremy, there's more yeah. on the side of the mask. And that's essentially... They do that, so it's lined up perfectly every single time. So that's wow. where they know where to shoot you in the head, essentially, what, with, with radiation lasers. What is it made of, and why do you need to wear it when you get the radiation? Treatment? So I don't even know. It's made of some kind of medical product. I have no idea. It's like a soft. Do you want to feel it? Yeah, sure. Is it like? It it's, looks like it might be it is, like it's paper mache. Like yeah, like flimsy, flimsy kind yeah. of plastic. Yeah. So essentially. I kind of want to backtrack first a little yes, bit to yeah. how we got to the radiation. Please do, yeah. Because that was kind of a process as well. So, because NF brain tumors are so rare, my radiation doctor in Vancouver never treated an NF brain tumor. Oh, so this is the first time he was yeah. crossing this territory. Yeah. yeah. Because only about 10 people with NF 
will get brain tumors. Oh, well. At 10% rather. 10%. Yeah, I wanted okay. to say okay. 10%. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, which is a, a pretty small percentage. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, crazy. when we first were told I needed treatment, we were actually waffling between chemotherapy and radiation therapy for a while. To have both or to do one or the other? One or the other. Okay. okay. Because with radiation therapy, there's in the future a higher risk of strokes, which is not a, like something to right. ignore. Yeah. And, and future brain tumors. My mom oh, says. really? Yeah. That's so ironic. Yeah. Um, but with the thing with chemotherapy is to do chemotherapy, you would have to do a brain biopsy to get the tumor. Yeah, the face you're making. And also um, biopsying something on your... On brain your, stem. Yeah, that's, that's, that so sounds risky. So for a while, none of, so none of the doctors in Vancouver were willing to do it, which that makes sense. So we were looking into options and we were contacting a doctor in the UK for an opinion and a doctor in Toronto for an opinion. Wow. Um. And some people, the doctor in Toronto was maybe suggesting that she would be willing to do a brain biopsy to study the tumor to to suggest a possible chemotherapy cocktail. To beef up her portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> to suggest a possible chemotherapy cocktail. But the whole back and forth process was just taking such a long time. And I was getting like sicker and sicker and feeling like worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Right. So essentially, we just decided that we were just like hope for the best, essentially, yeah. Yeah. and go with radiation therapy. And how effective was the radiation therapy? So we don't know yet. Right. Oh. Because it was so soon. So I, mean, I just finished month a month ago, and you have to wait minimum three months post-treatment and the, and, and to that, do a scan. And that even, like, right, sure. Okay, so so they, they're, the, the, the doctors, your medical team, isn't even in a place where they can go, we feel like it went well. You know, it's yeah. like it's it's really up in the air until it's like we did the thing. And yeah, now we did. It, we now wait. we got to wait. Yeah, <laughs> I right. mean, the good thing is at the moment I am like feeling so much better than I have in months. Right. I guess you, it, you, yeah. didn't, you didn't come in here with a cane. Yeah. You know, you you I mean, you you lo- you look I mean, everything you've set up to this point, yeah. leading like this entire process. Yeah. Um, none of that. All of that is kind of a surprise because yeah. none of it reads on you at all. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we've only known you for like a little over an hour though too. So yeah. so like how have how ha- have you felt over the last month? Like is it is it significantly better than what it was? So, I think I want to backtrack again a little and just kind of explain more of the radiation therapy. I'll answer your question, but I think that also helps. Yeah, sure. To just to give kind of like like a comparative. Yeah. Um so before treatment, when I was diagnosed, I was like barely walking like i would always have to have a cane Mm. i constantly felt dizzy i was constantly like bumping into things Mm. but again blind in one eye i do that all the time anyways (laughs) right yeah true (laughs) but like more so like i've lived in my apartment for like a a well over a year yeah and you know once you get into a once you've been in a place for a while you like know it really well and Mm -hmm. you can like judge your body and space yeah i was constantly bumping into walls and stuff and like that is the same. I was constantly headachy, constantly dizzy, really cognitively. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned this to you, Jeremy. I had to text you to double check what time. Yeah, you were like, yeah. I, I, um, is this the time? Because yeah. I forget. And I was like, yeah. So like yeah, brain yeah. fog? Like, yeah. just brain fog. And I don't really 100% still trust yeah. my cognitive judgment. And even my parents have noticed. I'm um, like, 
in the last few weeks, I've hugely improved cognitively. I feel way more like like myself and yeah. way more on the ball. Now, not to like, you know, again, we don't know and we, yeah. have, we have to wait to find out. But if you Google, you know, the what the cerebellum does and what it's mm-hmm. in charge of, it sounds like if you had a tumor on there, all yeah. of those things sounded a little fucky for you yeah. a little while ago. Yeah. And now it seems like there's yeah. much more improvement, which so, yeah. sounds like a good thing. I mean, I, I feel pretty optimistic. And I think the thing is, too, I've seen like oh, in the last week or so, I've seen like my GP, my nurse practitioner and my physiotherapist. Mm. And like all three of them have said, wow, like I'm so impressed with oh, how you're great. doing that's yeah. really great. Does that kind of answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think the interesting thing too is that like, you know, when you talk about healthcare and trying to like provide um, somebody with, with care, like uh, a huge part of, of providing that care is just making sure that they feel better, right? And like uh-huh. obviously physically you want to um, cure whatever's affecting yeah. the, the patient. But, you know, if you're making their existence better by eliminating some of the symptoms that they're feeling, mm. then I think that you're also doing an effective, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that yeah. the care process is being effective. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, we don't know <laughs> if the tumor is shrank or not, yeah. Yeah. but on the bright side, it sounds like you yeah. are better. Yeah. Well, you're, mean, you're doing better. I so. mean, in likelihood, it has because of the way I'm feeling. Have you had a follow-up MRI or do you have one coming I have one in soon? two months. Yeah, because she just finished a oh, month so, ago and it's got to yeah. be three months after Oh, so the, you had yeah. the, you had, oh, so you you went through the radiation <laughs> and then you had an MRI? No, so no. I, I, today is exactly one month post-radiation. They got to wait three months And then you have to wait three months total. Before uh, they can do the scan. Because. Until they're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, f- yeah. Try to process oh. it all, man. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot, but, but the thing is, especially when you get dates and stuff like that. Like that shit. I mean, you yeah. know. I mean, you, Christ, you have a brain tumor. I can't even imagine how much it's a lot for you. Yeah, we're we're pretty. We're, we're doing all right. I think. Is it October? Yeah, yeah. yeah we're so, right. who's president? <laughs> and no. the thing is, so why they have to wait three months is those initial brain swelling. So my brain is still swollen. So you did a if you did a scan, they'd just be like, this whole thing's fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um. And I guess I want to now talk more about like the radiation itself because mm. I'm sure you guys are probably pretty interested and have lots of questions about what that is like. Yeah, well, I mean, like, is there a lot of um, side effects that that come with that that process? So essentially, the side effects just amplified all my symptoms I was already having. Right. Oh fuck. Well, so do you yeah. feel? Do you just feel like you're getting worse? Like as the yeah. radiation treatment? Yeah. Going so on? I was feeling like sicker and sicker and sicker. So the process of radiation it was six weeks. It was five days a week. For six weeks. Whoa. <laughs> you know what's funny? We just talked about how, like, anecdotally, you're feeling better. So, you know, it must have been effective. But yeah. then if we look at you're anecdotally <laughs> during the treatment, you're like, yeah. you're getting, the tumor must be growing. Yeah, this radiation is not too that's, that's what it felt like, right? So I would mm. go in, like, Monday through Friday. I had to go to the hospital, the cancer hospital, like, every single day for my radiation. That's wild. Yeah. That's crazy that it's that, that, it's that often. And how long yeah. is each treatment? It's, so it's really, really short. The treatment, the radiation itself is only about one minute. Oh, wow. But you have to like, they, and so how it works is like the, each week they give you a little like an appointment card with all your times and it's all over the fucking map. Yeah. So there's no way of having like a regular life. Yeah. I mean, not like I would have. I've actually, I'm still off work. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm having, I haven't worked since the middle of June. What do you do for a living? I actually, so my job is I am a support worker and I work with young adults who have cognitive disabilities. Oh. 
It yeah. sounds like awesome. you may have taken some inspiration for your career from your own experience. Yeah. yeah. And I just I kind of want to, you know, help other people. That's always what I've known what I want to do. Huh. Um, once I'm up back and running and I get like more work experience under my belt, I'm actually going to be applying to go into social work. Cool. Well, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say, do you find that that like working in that career, you you generally like your your employers and your colleagues are understanding of what you're going through? Oh as my well? god, it's been amazing. Like it's been so like I can't even describe how amazing my work has been. Actually, at one point, this was like before the treatment. I was like just when I took sick leave. I was feeling really, really awful one day because I was having an awful re- reaction to a steroid my doctors put me on. And I was supposed to have a phone meeting with one of my bosses about like me leaving work and yada yada and just let him know what was going on. And I texted him being like, I am sorry, I have to cancel the meeting. I'm feeling so sick. I think I may have to go to the hospital. And my boss offered to drive to my house, pick me up, oh. and take me to the hospital. Oh, whoa. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I like yeah. hearing those stories. Yeah, and yeah. I often find that like that when we talk to people who, maybe, maybe that's just because people are more willing to talk about the good situation that they have with their employer rather mm-hmm. than the bad one. Yeah. Um, but we hear, you know, we hear a lot of awesome stories about employers that are, that are yeah. so understanding of the, of the situations that, that people are going through. Yeah. And, and so yeah. I'm just like my job. So like, so how my job works is it's not just one job. It's like a bunch of little contracts mm. with for each of the people I support. Right. Okay. So I have like three contracts. So I'm kind of in the process of figuring out like how and when I'm going to go back. Right. right. So you're like a, assigned to assigned to individuals. To, to, yeah. 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 Do you feel ready to go back to work? Not quite yet, but I know like I'm at the point where I'm like really bored now. Right, right. Because like yeah. I'm feeling that I want to go back to work and I feel cognitively myself again, but energy wise, I don't feel like yeah, myself. Right. So I know I just need like a few more weeks to like rest. And once like a couple more weeks passes, I know I'll be ready to go back. We had similar summers. Internal, you know, you had one, your issue, and I had and I had mine, but I did nothing mm-hmm. also. I, yeah. I, I got oh, hit yeah, by a car. I got hit by a car. Yeah, I did nothing you, all summer. Except and, you didn't have a brain tumor. That's true. Yeah, that you know that's the big difference yeah. between these two stories. Yo, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you in front of a bus and break your pelvis, and you tell me how the next three months go. <laughs> I'm just saying that uh, I can I can empathize. We'll still be like you didn't have a brain tumor. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't empathize because my, my I didn't have a tumor. So, <laughs> um, so I mean, just to, to, coming back to the, uh-huh. the fact that your job sort of sounds like you know the work that you you do has been informed by your upbringing and and your experiences um it leads me into you know we're coming up to time here but it it, it's kind of perfect to lead us into this final question that we usually ask our guests which is it's a two-parter the first Mm -hmm. one being um out of out of everything that you've gone through with nf1 what would you say is the biggest thing that it's taken away from you see i was thinking about this (laughs) you knew it was coming yeah you knew it was coming i know the biggest thing is taken away from me. I think, like, I guess, like, they don't know what to predict in life. Mm. No one really does, but I guess some sense of predictability mm. in a way. Because some people have more predictability in their lives, you know? Like, but, you know. Yeah, it's, e- it's easier to, like, you know, if you set uh, five or ten year goals for yourself, um, somebody who doesn't live with... Um, something like NF type one where, mm-hmm. you know, it could, 
you could end up having to in deal your, with a brain tumor. Yeah, in your that, two, you get a brain tumor. It's it's yeah. not something that you would you would it, it, like. It really th- can throw a wrench into yeah. things. Yeah. Right? yeah, harder to project into the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know what? I was like really loving my job, and like you know what? Things were going really well, and then all of a sudden this happened. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's really hard. And like it, it does. You know what? Give a lot of anxiety for my future. No doubt. Of like, what's going to happen? Like, is the brain tumor real? Could am I going to have a stroke? This or that? Mm. You know. Well, on the flip side, what would you say is the biggest thing that it, that your experience with NF type one has given you? I think empathy. Mm. Like I've gone through so much in my life, and it's really given me extreme, like extreme amounts of empathy. Yeah. My mom always jokes that like in the womb, I stole all the empathy from my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it shows up in your, it shows up in what you and what in you do work. for your work. Yeah, yeah. you know. That's yeah. So yeah, I think it's really giving me uh, just a huge amount of empathy, and I think I'm really grateful for what I have. Yeah. Even yeah. Well, I. I want to say I'm really grateful that we were able to make this work. Me yeah. too. This has been uh, this has been a an absolutely fantastic way to kick off this little sort of West Coast to East Coast trip, and uh, and it's been a pleasure not only to to meet you, but to like just hear everything that you've gone through and yeah. and and to hear your outlook and. And uh, mm-hmm. and will you keep us posted? Like I want to know. I want to know. I want to keep up with like what's going on inside. Inside Allison's noggin. Yeah, I'll send you a message when I have my three months. Yeah, yeah, please do, and we'll we'll yeah. update everyone and let everyone know yeah. how you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time to come in here and chat with us today. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, and thank you all so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we will, as always, be back next week with another wonderful conversation. Uh, but in the meantime, we could use your support. The first thing you could do, and it really takes literally a minute. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review, and smash the subscribe button. Just smash it. And then uh, we could also use your support uh, financially. You know, it's one of the big things that actually allows us to do trips like this, to come yeah. out and, and do shows and, and meet other people in other communities like Allison yeah. uh, over at Patreon. Uh, our Patreon is, uh, is like Jeremy said, it's a, it's a huge reason why we get to come out here. And, um, and our, our Patreon contributors are, are a massive, massive influence on our ability to do this so thank you patreon.com slash sickboy if you want to contribute um and if this does land on the 23rd of september there's a live show tonight yeah at uh, the Rio theater in vancouver we're gonna put this out to 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 today today. there we go then it will be um rio theater (laughs) rio Rio theater tonight in vancouver 730 sickboypodcast.com slash shows if you're getting them online or you can get them at the door get them at the door and a huge shout out to Donovan, the CPAP Morgan, for the amazing sound design on this podcast. Uh, Donovan, we really, truly couldn't do it without you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for making us sound like we are in an MRI machine. And oh. thanks for making it sound like it was a really successful MRI. Dude, MRI oh. machines sound fucking crazy. It was so fucking loud. Yeah. A successful MRI, that sounds like it's fun. Yeah, it sounds like this right now. <laughs> No, 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 that's, that's no. accurate though. That's very, very oh, accurate. That, that also sounds like. <laughs> oh, God. That sounds like a negative MRI. <laughs> no, that's, that's just how they sound. That's how they sound. Well, that's how they sound. well and Donovan did a better job of yeah. making it sound really nice right now, too. Yeah, but If he makes it sound nice, then it's not an MRI. That sounded <laughs> successful. <laughs> uh, thanks to Take Part for the theme music. Uh, it's, uh, they're also called Jamesy now, but. They, and their name spelled J-A-E-M-S-Y. It's really weird, but you can find them online. Uh, thank you uh, so much for listening. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Allison. 
I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy. <laughs> My headphones cut out. <laughs> For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.